Welcome to the United Church Podcast. We're a new church here in Seattle committed to an ethic of love and walking in the ways of Jesus. We're striving to be a people united, united with Jesus, each other, ourselves, and the world around us. We hope you're encouraged and challenged by this week's homily. May the peace of Christ be with you. What are you chasing? Are, are you even in the race? 26 weeks. When Trevor told me that we'd been occupying this online space now for 26 weeks, half the year, it was a bit surreal, even shocking to hear that spoken out loud. Thanks, Trevor. 26 weeks. What have you been chasing in this season? Maybe you've been chasing normalcy, a taste of what life was like pre-pandemic. Maybe you've been chasing your career, investing even more time into this work-from-home space to prove that you're taking this remote work seriously, that you're worthy of being noticed. Or maybe you're chasing a career. You're one of the tens of millions who've been laid off or furloughed, or you're a recent college graduate all searching tirelessly for work. Maybe you've been chasing your tail. You feel like you're just simply running in circles, going nowhere. Maybe you're chasing purpose or community, a relationship or relationships, or just simply chasing your kids. What are you chasing? 26 weeks is a long time. But the reality that we're sitting in at the moment as a community, we're not even halfway through this thing. We still have a long way to go. And so knowing that, knowing that it might not be until April that we can actually resume some normalcy, some regularity in our rhythms as a church, how do you want to use this time? How do you want to be different on the other side, what do you want to chase moving forward? Because you see, we have the time. I've been thinking about this question a lot for us as a church. How do we want to use this time that we've been given? What are the possibilities and what could we look like on the other side? What do we want to look like post-COVID? What are we chasing? There's something fundamental about church, uh, about people who are, as a community, even a people, even as individuals who are pursuing Jesus, that, that I think is conspicuously absent from United. Do you know what it is? Can you name it? I've long been fascinated with the book of Acts. It's the fifth book in the New Testament in the Bible, and it contains some of the most amazing stories about the foundation of the church, about how we came together centered around Jesus and empowered by the Holy Spirit to move out beyond ourselves and into the world around us. This is the story of our identity, of, of who we are as a people. And this isn't just a story. This is our story. I love how Dr. Willie James Jennings describes it. The book of Acts is a call to Christians to be open to the action of the Spirit, not only leading them to confront values and practices in society that may need to be subverted, 
but perhaps even leading them to subvert or question practices and values within the church itself. This is our story. This is who we are. This is why we say the church is an incubator of revolutionaries, and, and I think we do that well. We're growing and learning for sure, but we are leaning more and more into this revolutionary posture. That's our history. That's a foundational part of what it means to be the church. Revolution. And here, the book of Acts, it opens up with Jesus' final words to his disciples before his ascension. Wait. He tells them, wait. Which I think would be really frustrating, right? Just days before, Jesus was telling them about how they were going to be his witnesses, how the kingdom of God had finally come, that the revolution that they had been waiting for for years was at hand. And now, hey guys, sit tight. Wait right here. Don't move. It feels kind of like mixed signals, right? And in so many ways, I think we're the exact same way. We're an incubator of revolutionaries, just bubbling with energy and activity, ready to get out there and make change, to march, to protest, to sign petitions, and work on political campaigns, to get involved in creating systemic change, justice work, and also caring for our neighbors, loving them well, Letting them know that the Jesus we know and love is different than what they see and hear on Facebook. We get frustrated at the notion of patience, of waiting, of sitting tight. And I think the disciples did too. Because immediately they asked, Lord, is this the moment when you're going to make Israel great again? And this is exactly why I need you to wait. You can just hear it from Jesus. You need help. After all this time, you're still not catching on to the concept that the kingdom of God is for everyone. It's so much bigger than this city. It's so much bigger than this region. It's so much bigger than this country. It's a kingdom that knows no border. And yet it's a kingdom that is open to all. There is no nationalism for you any longer. There is no make Israel great again mantra. There is only the kingdom of God. You see, this is what happens when we run ahead of God. We create movements that run counter to the kingdom of heaven. And I think this is where our story at United intersects with the foundation of the church. In this foundational moment, the disciples listened they retreated and went into a room together and prayed constantly. We're at a pivotal moment in the life of our church. And I know that our tendency is to strike out ahead, to move forward, to press on and do something, anything. As we hear the experiences of our neighbors and friends within our own church community who are grappling deeply with the issues of systemic racism or 
economic insecurity, or as we hear their pain, we, we set forth with this righteous indignation to do something about it. We, we gird our loins and run headlong into the battle. And I absolutely love this about our church. But there's something fundamental about church, about who we are as a community, as a people, even as individuals who are pursuing Jesus that is conspicuously absent from United. Can you name it? Built into the foundation of the church is a willingness, a desire, a devotion to prayer. And I'm not sure that's completely true for us. And I get it. We're activists. We're revolutionaries. We do. And rightly so, we wear that as a badge of honor. But we often set forth without the power of God by our side. We move ahead before the Spirit has made way. We launch, as Jesus says, wait. Wait. We have this strange relationship with time. There's never enough or there's simply too much. Time ebbs and flows as it moves in rhythm. And, and yet Jesus says, wait. Wait in prayer. Which for some of us seems like such a waste of time. But if there's anything that rings true throughout Scripture, it's that time is constantly being renegotiated. Built into the very fabric of creation is Sabbath, a, a period of waiting, resting, as time marches on. A reminder that though our hands cease to work, the God of creation has not. And in the waiting, we're reinvigorated, rejuvenated, and, and gifted with the power of sight to see what once was veiled together. They all joined together constantly in prayer. And together, they unleashed a revolution. And I know that it's easy to see prayer as inactivity, to see it as nothing more than a sentiment of gross incompetence. Our politicians and leaders reinforce this for us every time a preventable tragedy occurs in our borders. Thoughts and prayers, and nothing more. Prayer becomes synonymous with inactivity, complacency, indifference. A, a word filled with political expediency, yet void of action. But for us, for you, for me, for the church, it's different. Prayer precedes action. Prayer is the beginning, an opportunity for us to see clearly where God is moving and just how beautifully we can align with that work. To clasp the hands in prayer is the beginning of an uprising against the disorder of this world. Uprising. To clasp the hands in prayer is the beginning of an uprising against the disorder of this world. Prayer is the beginning. It's the beginning of our work. It's the most efficient use of our time to join together with the God of the universe and see his movements before us, to join him in the restoring of this world. We've been talking about how we're working to resource you, to give you tools to equip you and prepare you for what's ahead. And this week, we're releasing and re-releasing several tools to guide us in prayer 
together. They'll be on our Facebook page and in our Instagram feed, on our website. On Monday, we'll be releasing a guided prayer meditation, something you can go back to time and again. Many of you have told me, I just don't know really how to pray. And our hope is that this guided prayer will give you the space to participate and join your heart and spirit and mind with God to create space for what's possible. On Tuesday, we'll be releasing some breath prayers. And Wednesday, the prayer of examine. On Thursday, I want to invite you to pray with me on Facebook Live at noon as we walk through the midday prayer within the book of Common Prayer. And Friday, another new guided audio prayer. Every day, an opportunity to pray together in one mind constantly. The prayers of the church. Let's no longer allow this to be so conspicuously absent from our community. Let us run together in the power of the Spirit through prayer. What are you chasing? What are you running after? The German theologian Hans Urs von Balthasar wrote in his book on prayer, We yearn to restore our spirits in God, to simply let go in Him and gain new strength to go on living. But we fail to look for Him where He is waiting for us, where He is to be found in His Son, who is His Word. Let us take hold of this time that we have been given. And let us turn our attention together in the direction of the light of Jesus. Let us together take a step in the direction of love and devote ourselves to prayer, crying out in one voice, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for listening to this week's homily. If you're in Seattle, we'd love for you to join us at 1316 Third Avenue West in Queen Anne. If you'd like to support our efforts, please visit unitedchurch.gives to partner with us financially. Be in peace and God bless.